Hey, you fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we've got a crammed episode 114. One day, I shall come back. Oh, dear. We are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. But the trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with lights. Purple, green, brilliant yellow, yes! I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take bottle tops off with these. Howdy-do, fans. Yes, welcome aboard the TARDIS for episode 114. We have got a busy one for you today due to the release of a certain spin-off show, mm. which we'll be talking about in a little bit of detail a bit later on. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I know what you think of it. I think I've... You, have you actually said no. on any social media? No, you've nope. managed to keep you've managed to keep uh, quiet, haven't you? Because I'm quite intrigued to know because you weren't excited at all uh, about class. So has your opinion changed? I can't wait to find out. Yes, I've... Mm. kept very tight-lipped because I suspected that we would need to talk about it on the show. Mm. So you are. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know that you've uh, seen it. You saw it in a very uh, glamorous, glitzy uh, environment, didn't you? It really was, actually. It was, a lot more, it was a lot more glamorous and glitzy than I imagined. It was um, fantastic. Yeah, I went to the London world premiere up in, in Shoreditch. Yeah, sure. and um, I was hobnobbing with the moth and, and all the cast, and it was much more... Um, much more than I thought because I just, just assumed we'd be going into cinema we might get to see them walk past on the red carpet that they had there and that'd be it but no we got to like properly meet them and, <laughs> and chat with them it was a, it was amazing actually um, We, I was pretty sure we were going to get to see the first two episodes I'm sure when they first said about this event when yep. they first announced it they said they were going to show two episodes um, but we didn't we got to see the first one on the big screen and we kind of went out and then they set up the little Q&A and they talked a little bit about the show, which was really interesting. And then I thought we were going to go back in to watch the next episode, but that never happened. They just said, right, go and help yourself to a free class book. There's free drinks. Enjoy the rest of the night. And we were like, oh. So mm. we just ended up getting drunk and grabbing a free <laughs> class book. And, um, and it was great because the moth was there and he was very drunk. And he was, um, I kid you not, he was just like Matt Smith in that clip at the start. It was so funny because, you know, he wasn't like absolutely trolled like he was falling down the wall, but he was definitely, he'd had a few. And he was chatting to fans and they were sort of, um, I wouldn't say they were giving him stick, but they were certainly asking him questions that he he didn't, couldn't really be bothered to answer. It was a bit like, he's like, guys, I'm on a night out, you know, give me a break. Um, and okay. he signed, signing autograph stuff, but he was perfectly nice. Um the guy who I went with, who won the tickets, asked him something about why. What's happened to the Dalek transmats in the bottom of Coalhill School? And he was just like, oh, "Mate, do you know? I'm sure there's a really good answer out there for you, but <clears throat> I haven't got it for you tonight." And he was just really just having none of it. And he smudged my autographs. I asked him to do another one, and he looked like he was going to kill me. But yeah, it was a it was a great event. Um, chat to Patrick Ness, the writer. What an absolutely lovely bloke he was. 
uh, spoke to old Faddy. I actually said to him, Faddy, is it Faddy or Fady? And I can't remember the answer because I was drunk. Because you were too drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but God I think sake. it's fa- Faddy. It's Faddy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was seem to remember he said that they pronounced it wrong on the stage or something. So, but it was very good. Yeah. Got to see the first episode. And um, obviously we'll discuss that later. Um, uh, yeah. So it was a really good event. Yeah. Very cool. And then you were at another event, weren't you, on, uh, on the Sunday? I tell you, last week is just a blur, it, a, a good blur. But my goodness, was it a busy blur? Yeah. I went to. Um, polarity day on sunday which was the doctor appreciation society organized it for john pertwee because they were unveiling a blue plaque and that was in wimbledon at the wimbledon theater um that was for a free event was absolutely amazing excuse me because you had like katie manning there richard franklin john levine terence dix was there oh um, terence with his uh, walking stick yeah, Terence. Yep. Yeah, he was there. Um, it was it was fantastic. We got to see the Claws of Axos. I was going to say on the big screen, but it actually was about the size of my television. It wasn't because they just sort of put a like a projector screen up on the on the stage because oh, it was okay. the theatre. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't that big, but it was still quite interesting to see. And they did like photo shoots and autographs and stuff. Um, yeah, it was a good day. I met met our old mate John Levine as we were going in. He was just sat like in the front of the theatre. Mm-hmm. He was okay at that point. He seemed in quite a reasonable mood um but god by, by the time i did autographs he was he was i don't know what's going on with him because he's not been he's not been the jolly john levine i know for last couple of times i met him has he? Mm. he he just was he was yeah he was agitated right um by the end of the day in fact he left early i don't i don't know what was going on with john levine but it's a shame because he's when he's when he's on top form he's he's like the nicest guy ever but mm-hmm. when he's not in the mood he was well, it's borderline rude to me, to be honest. I have to say, I wasn't wasn't too impressed with John. Um, but Katie, lovely as ever, absolutely love Katie Manning. She's she's always a delight to meet. Richard Franklin's <laughs> an absolute gent as well, isn't he? He's yeah, such a he's cool, such actually. a nice nice chap. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't really get to talk to Terence much, um, to be honest with you. He was he was around, but it was quite a busy sort of little you know a yeah. bit when they were doing autographs and stuff but yeah really great event i enjoyed it a lot so and, well you know uh did colin stick around because i know colin was oh, there i'm glad you mentioned colin because yes he he was there um for about half the day that he he started it so he came on and presented the awards to john's wife and um and they did a Q and A with Colin afterwards, which went on for about an hour. Okay, and it's it's one of the best Q and As I've ever seen Colin do. I don't know if it's just because he was on his own, so he could just because he just seems so relaxed. Like you know, normally he's with Sylvester or whatever, and they sort of you know spark off each other. But with this one, he was just on his own, and he had a bit of a he had a really croaky voice. Bless him, he didn't sound too well. He actually said at the start, "I really apologise that I can hardly speak." So um. I'm, um, you know, well done for him for carrying on throughout the whole hour because he was he was really interesting. Oh, cool. Like the interviewer Karen, I've seen her do a few before. She's really good because she's not afraid to. She she she's very knowledgeable knowledgeable about Doctor Who, so she knows the stuff. So she the stuff she was asking him, she's very good at connecting with the person she's talking to. So a lot of the stuff she was saying to Colin, you know, whatever he was throwing back at her, she was able to handle. Um, and she spoke to him about Blake Seven, the episode he did, and he never talks. I've never heard him talk about Blake Seven, so that made my day. He was just saying hey. how much he he loves that episode. He's <laughs> like, oh, it's the best character, you know. I love doing it, and so I was absolutely loving that. But the funny thing was. Um, he started banging on about female doctor again, um, not getting much response from the audience, it has to be said. And he turned to Karen, the woman interviewing him, and said, you know, female doctor should have happened, right? And she's like, 
absolutely not. No, I don't want it. And he was like, what? He couldn't believe it. I think he just assumed because she was a woman, she'd be like, yeah. But she was like, no, don't. I wouldn't want that. It totally changed the dynamic and stuff. And Colin was a bit... Rah, rah, rah. But he was brilliant. He was on such good form that, well, apart from being ill, obviously, he was really, really interesting to listen to. He talked about the stage play he did with John when he took over in the old adventure and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was fantastic. Really, really good Q&A. Yeah. Sounds and great. a great day. Yeah. Really good. It was a great event, mate. Yeah, Wimbledon <sighs> Theatre. Yeah, yeah. Shame you couldn't be there. You were so nearly there. I was nearly there. Yeah. Got my I was amazed it didn't sell out, actually. There were still about 30 tickets left okay. um, on the website on the day. I just can't believe it didn't sell out because it was, you know, it was such a good thing. So, you know, so many free, people there. Yeah. And it was free. Yeah. 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 But there you go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you've had a much busier, much better week than I have. <laughs> well, don't forget that the, the the best of all three things that I did that week was, of course, we met up. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we met up in London, didn't we? That was um, that's before the class premiere. Yes, and we had a good old nose around FP, didn't we? Do you know my favourite moment of that day? <laughs> What's that? Was when I snuck up behind you, did a bit of Venetian Aikido, and you jumped. I have never, <laughs> listeners, I have never seen Gary jump out of his skin. Oh, I, I just, I wasn't expecting to <laughs> nearly kill him. Yeah, I could see him looking down the road for me, I thought, but I was on the other side of the road, so I could see him looking, thinking, "Where is he for goodness sake?" Because I was a bit late, as I always am. So I could see him, and I thought, "Right, I'm going to cross over and sneak up behind him and just go, ah, like that," which is what I did. And Gary nearly. Like literally, nearly died, didn't you? You just jumped out of your skin. I did. And I found, <laughs> you since, bugger! I wasn't expecting to do. You know, I thought you'd just be like, "Oh, hello." Yeah. So sorry about that. But it was a cool, cool little meetup. It was. You know, yeah. You didn't buy anything in FP, did you? No. I, I, do you know what? I just didn't see. I didn't see anything. Um, nothing jumped out at me at all. Nothing at all. There's nothing. I mean, there is nothing, is there? I think I didn't buy anything, Doctor Who, did I? I bought a Rivers of London comic. A, a Star Trek Titan. I think that was it, wasn't it? I didn't buy anything either. No, I, I think, think that was it, yeah. Yeah, it's really, I mean, we walked into the Doctor Who section. We both said it's so depleted now that it's it's almost depressing, isn't it? There's just mm. nothing new or exciting there to, to sort of grab attention. Good for our wallets, mind you. But Oh, great for that, yeah. I came very close to buying the War Doctor Pop Funko. Oh, you yeah. Know, but, yeah. you know, like, unfortunately, like you have with the Pop Funko from time to time, the quality control's not amazing, is it? So, yeah, the no. paint wasn't that great on... on so it was, I, nah. it was the only one you could find as well, wasn't it? Because someone had sort of shoved it in the wrong place, so mm. I think they tried to hide it, maybe to go back for it later. Um, and we just couldn't find another one, could we? So, because it, it's a shame, yeah, the, the, the quality on it wasn't great. Mm, yeah. So it was, you know, good you didn't buy it just for the sake of it. Yeah. So, yeah, great on the odd wallet. Yes. So, I, I, I had visions... Um, while I was waiting for you, incidentally, before you made me jump out of my skin, mm-hmm. um, I had visions of us, you know, coming out of a trolley full of, you know, armfuls of stuff. But yeah, no, we was very, we were quite controlled and reserved. That's it. And I didn't, I didn't go. I stayed in London on the Thursday, but I didn't, uh, I didn't go back because I was tempted to go back into town, but mm-hmm. I didn't um, because there was, like you said, there was nothing. So I ended up heading back and meeting up with our old friend Adam the Old Mahuvian and oh, having a yeah. very chilled out little afternoon with him. So yeah, it was quite good on the wallet for a change. Yeah, yeah. cool. Good times. So, so a busy week, a good week. Yeah. Good week for us both, yeah. Shall we do some news? Right, we're going to talk about class after the news yes. and the merch, aren't we? So we're going to spend a bit of time talking about class episodes one and two. And then we're going to move on to our regular review 
regular viewing will will resume mm. uh, for the Crotons. But let's land the TARDIS, shall we? And let's do some news. Yeah. First up, um, we spoke to you last week about the power of the Daleks. We'll be getting a US cinema showing, mm. which is very cool. And the Australians have followed suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so down under, um, BBC Worldwide ANZ, to be precise, in association with Charmel Films, uh, we'll be showing a limited run. So this is slightly different to the US one. I think the US one, the um, the Phantom Events, I think they've got a few showings going on. This one's quite limited by the sound of it. Mm. Uh, on Saturday, the 12th of November, um, a week ahead of the launch on Duvda, mm. <laughs> um, you'll be able to go and see it on the big screen. And when we say the big screen, it's not like what you saw at Polarity Day where it's like uh, a little projector thing. Yeah, we're talking about a proper cinema. Proper cinema, yes. Mm. Um, and this will, and the same with the US one. There's going to be some some bonus stuff with interviews with the cast and all that stuff, which I assume will be shown after the um, the Power of the Daleks itself. Mm. Um, so if you want, if you if you're down under, and I'm thinking, Sammy, our good friend Sammy. Yeah, I was. I thought Sammy straight away when I saw this. Yes, yeah. I can't remember exactly where she is down under but um yes uh, if you just head over to shamanfilms.com.au you'll be able to see which cinemas will be showing the power of Daleks and how you can get your ticket now i don't think it's too difficult i think you just buy a ticket like you would any other ticket mm-hmm. um, because it's a slightly limited run you might want to jump on it if you're uh, one of our australian listeners um yeah so shaman uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to it but uh it's uh, S A sorry, um, not Sharman, Sharmil, Sharmil. So S H A R M I L, Sharmilfilms.com.au. And there you go. So that's good. That news. looks good. Yeah, I love I love the promo picture for this. Um, well, the little screen grab I should say that they've used. Um, I'm really excited to see this release actually. So yeah, worth seeing on the big screen. Indeed. Right. In other news, um, BBC America have just released a little short video, um, which is previewing this year's Doctor Who Christmas special, the return of Doctor Mysterio. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it's very very similar to to the one we got in the UK, except it has a bit of a introductory piece at the start of it from the Mothball and from <laughs> Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Um, so they sort of chat a little bit about it. Stephen seems to have found some newfound love for superheroes somewhere. I don't know. He's suddenly in love with Clark Kent, it would seem, um, judging from what he's saying at the start of it. And Peter Capaldi's just saying it's going to be, you know, Christmas specials are always about being a bit lighter and a bit more fun and Christmassy um, before they go into the main little behind-the-scenes yeah. thing that we got here. Um, didn't really get anything new from this, did we, apart from... Not really. You no, know, uh, apart from the mothball going on about Clark Kent, but we kind of knew that already. Um, it, it's done nothing for me. I can't. I, I think I don't think I'm going to get excited about this until very close to Christmas because I, I just look at it and go, oh, 
But I think yeah. once we start getting, I mean, you know, I don't feel Christmassy at all at the minute. It's the end of October, for goodness sake. But maybe once we're getting towards Christmas and the lights are up and the nights are drawing in and it's all cozy and the log fires going, <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> maybe then I'll look at this trailer and think, oh, you know, looking forward to this because it's Christmas. But right now I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, it's it. It's it's a very strange thing that the Beeb have done this year because um, to release this stuff so early, we haven't got Halloween out of the way yet. Um, plus, we've got class on at the minute. It's mm. definitely getting lost a little bit in, it is, in yeah. other stuff, you know, uh, with the power of the Daleks as well. That's being shown around cinemas and it's out soon on DVD and all that stuff. It's, yeah. it's definitely getting lost. Um, and it's... You can you can kind of buy into their enthusiasm. So Peter Capaldi did say, you know, it's going to be one of these stories that you're going to want to watch again and again. He can't wait for it. So he seems very happy and excited about it. And the moth is obviously quite up for it. Hmm. But it's just, there's not enough there to get us going, I don't think. Because it's well, a it's- behind-the-scenes feature, which is interesting in a way. Um, but we've only had like... A, a handful of very small sort of three second clips. So mm. it's quite difficult. I mean, it, it, devil's advocate, you know, you would want that in a way because you don't want to reveal everything in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so it's difficult. I just think the timing has been a bit poor, especially when they released this on the same day as the class trailer went out. Yeah. Or actually it went, it sort of played second fiddle to class really, didn't it? it when did. it got announced. So mm. yeah, I mean, it might be a bit of a surprise. It might be a, a really cracking good story. It might be pretty good. And we're mm. like, oh, that's that's amazing. But it, it's just difficult to buy into it at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. And I think just because last year's special just ramped up the cheese to 11, as far as I'm concerned, I, I really didn't like last year's special at all. And this mm. looks set to be in that same sort of ridiculous tone. I think that's why I'm finding it hard to get excited about it. I just keep thinking it's going to be another chunk of that. I'm all for a bit of fun at Christmas, but trust me, you know, I, I expect it to be a lot, bit, bit lighter, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Wait, wait till we get the tree up and the <laughs> baubles hanging and the, you know, the yeah. wind is flowing. Maybe it'll be, you know, good. Yeah, I, <laughs> Hopefully I, I want it to be good. I hope so. Yeah. I, I yeah. absolutely think that wine or, and beer are going to be necessary for that one. Although I don't know, I don't know about you, but it makes me worse when I'm watching a special when I'm drunk, I tend to be even more critical. So I'm like stood there doing the old Matt Smith going, what a rubbish, Stephen Moffat needs to go. <laughs> yeah. He needs to go now. You know, so I don't, I don't know if I should, maybe I should watch it sober. I don't know. Or maybe just one glass. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Right. That's news. Uh, we're mm. going to leave the Daleks outside because we've only got one bit of merch. <laughs> oh no, they'll and, be going mad. <laughs> and um, it is for... Um, Fate match corner. Shut up. Right, Get it's out. for um, class, instantly. So, uh, series one. And I'm glad that it's been called series one. Oh, yeah. And not you season. You don't like season, do you? You don't yes. like season. I hate season. <laughs> I cannot stand the word season because it's not a season of episodes, is it? Mm. It's an it's a series of epi- hence the name hence the word it's a series of episodes that come together to make a collection exactly or a series whatever it's not a season i don't watch every single episode of something through the autumn mm. or i don't watch every episode of something through 
summer because I'm not in the mood for a summer season. Oh, just anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm not reaching for the rant. One. I'm not reaching for it. Anyway, class series one on Blu-ray is up for pre-order. Array, the BBC have remembered the format of Blu-ray. They, ah. <laughs> uh, they have indeed. So um, this is going out not till next year. I think it's January. Yeah, January the 2nd. So not too long to wait, actually. No. Because Christmas is nearly upon us. I think it's something ridiculous. Like there's only seven Fridays till Christmas. I would or, have thought they'd have got this out before Christmas, wouldn't you, to get to get more sales. But hey. What do we know? What do we know? But yeah. yes, you can pre-order it. It's twenty four ninety nine if you're in the UK. If you jump over to Amazon.co.uk, just do a search for it. And uh, yes, uh, on the on the cover, it's very simple. I don't know if that's the final artwork, but it's just got the big class logo. And then underneath it, there's a strap line that says, From the Universe of Doctor Who. And it's the Doctor Who logo. You love that class logo, don't you? I love it. You love it. I doubt that's the finished product. I wouldn't have thought. Surely um, not. I don't could, know. Well, I don't know. Actually, could be. Yeah. Normally, they put a little caveat on it to say final artwork yeah. not confirmed or something like that. That's true. Yeah. Um, it won't be. Surely that price will come down as well. I mean, that's probably the full whack price. So surely twenty four ninety nine for. I think that will be the price. It's got a bit of double, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because either that or it will come down to maybe twenty quid. Yeah, I would have thought nineteen ninety nine, something like that. When it yeah. first comes out, they're normally a bit cheaper, aren't they? Reduced. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, we'll wait and see. Obviously we'll we'll talk about class in a minute, whether whether we'll be putting this on our I was gonna say Christmas list, but for our January box set <laughs> list. <laughs> our January sale shopping. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We'll picking this up, picking up the Doctor Annual in the Christmas sale a uh, January sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, picking up the annual for for three quid from WH Smith when, when it was like 15 quid before <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So class, if you're, if you're um, already salivating at the uh, thought of putting class on after it's uh, gone off of our screens, there you go. You can order yeah. it. Now. I'm not sure about the DVD. It's just the Blu-ray at the moment, but yeah. um, no, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I saw DVD as well um, on one of the sites. It's, it's bound to, they're bound to do it on both. Yeah. I would have thought, yeah. Right, yeah, we're going to spend a bit of time now talking about the new spin-off programme from the universe of Doctor Who. It is class. Do you know the feeling of dread? Just beyond what you see. Just beyond what you know. There's something out there waiting for you. What have you seen? Was it a shadow? What do you know about shadows? Terrible danger. What is going on in here? You're talking to a boy. And it's time to do something. What are we supposed to do about it? I'm not made of glass. Tougher than they think. Would you believe me if I said I was from another planet? God, yeah. Right. I used to be the caretaker here. You've heard of me, haven't you? Yes, our first review of Class. Mm. Um, we thought we would dedicate a bit of time to it because um, although I've been a bit negative over the past couple of months about it and Adam's been not so, he's been kind of looking mm. forward to it. 
Um, I've been it, on the fence. Yeah, um, the splinters are now firmly remo- removed <laughs> from one's <laughs> one's <Posteria. buttocks. laughs> and uh, yeah. So, are, you know, am I still on that side of the fence where I can't wow. really get into it, or are you? You know, I know that you're, you know, more into it than I am, but uh, yes, um, it is an important event, I would say. You know, across yeah. the, the the Doctor Who world, because uh, um, since the days of Torchwood, um, we've had nothing outside you know if you think about other science fiction franchises they go mad with like if you think about the star wars expanded universe there's a new book out every week there's a new comic out every week there's all sorts going on but doctor who is very contained Mm. i would say the bbc keep a very tight grip on stuff and although we do have doctor who books out nowhere near as much as some other science fiction franchise and so on so this is a good thing yeah it's a good thing that um the, the world is being expanded a little bit and and we're seeing a bit more of what goes on outside of the TARDIS. Mm. And before we get the TARDIS, and before we get into our thoughts and stuff as well, um, just quickly talk about the reaction to this because I think um, myself included, and and you, we when this was first announced, there was a major major backlash and negativity. I think the quote that kept popping up was the spin-off nobody asked for mm-hmm. and all this sort of thing. It was yeah, it was absolutely pummeled when it was announced. Um yeah. I think people were a bit, a bit shocked. We've had all this time to sort of, you know, try and make up in our heads what it's going to be like. I think me personally, I was way off the mark uh, up until recently until I saw the trailer. I in my head thought it was going to be because of where it's set in this school. I thought it was going to be much more Sarah Jane, much more light-hearted, you know, than it, than it actually has turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and as once we got that trailer, and now having seen the first episode, it's a lot more adult. Um, yeah, it's aimed at that, that a much more adult audience than I'd, you know, at first thought. So that that threw me um, to start. Oh, as soon as we got that trailer. That completely threw me. Um, and just coming back to the reaction from fans, uh, and again, I'll put myself in this, I think the majority of feedback from fans has been surprisingly good. I think people have really quite shocked um, how much they liked it because I, yeah. I think maybe that maybe it's a good thing going in with low expectations because you come out of it thinking, wow, that's, wow that, was, that was pretty good, actually, like that. I mean, not everybody, obviously, but I think a lot of people that, were expecting to hate it or like me were thinking, Oh, this isn't going to be for me. Mm-hmm. Were surprised by, by the first two episodes. So yeah, but obviously we'll let's get into our thoughts. Cause I, to this up until this very moment have no, I think I know. Um, I think I know, but I'm, I'm let's hear what you think of it. So episode one, what was it called for, for tonight? We might die. Wasn't we it? We might die. Yes. Um, so, so episode one first, what did you reckon? So episode one, um, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right, I suppose. Um, one thing I will say, one thing was it, I, what, was it what you expected? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, okay. um, what I, I kind of expected it to, I'm exactly the same as you. And I think a lot of people were that when this was first announced, um, I'm not sure if it was accidentally done or purposely done but it was sort of revealed as a um a sort of a teeny program yeah yeah you know um but over the last month or so we have got more details about it obviously so we knew it was going to be a bit more adult themed and so on so i i expected it to be 
Um, I expect it to have some blood in it and, and all that stuff. Um, what I didn't expect was the production quality to be so high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it is right up there with the quality of the main Doctor Who show. It's very good. Considering it's an online-only thing at the minute as well. Yes. It yeah. looks very good. Yeah. It's really good. So, um, you know, in terms of, you know, how it looks and stuff, you can tell that they haven't really skimped on um, the brief didn't say, right, because it's going online, we can afford to, you know, not use as good cameras and, and all that stuff. So it looks mm. great. You know, it looks very, very good. It did, yeah. Um, in terms, you know, in terms of how it stands to me as a program and as a bunch of characters and stuff, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not really feeling, I'm not really feeling the, the vibe. I, f- I feel like the little... I feel like a kid that sat in another room at school eating his lunch by himself and everyone else right. is enjoying the Christmas party. Um, yeah. But I, I I, don't know. I just feel, and I've, I I really try to force all that stuff aside when I watched episode, this first episode. I thought, mm. you know, don't worry about all that stuff, you know, just go in open mind. But I still felt the same afterwards as I did before I watched it. Um, and one thing that I thought absolutely ruined the first episode which you'll probably disagree with me a lot of people will was the capaldi cameo i know i actually do agree with you for me right yes i do it's one of the one of the things that um because i watched it a couple of times now because i i was worried that mine because i was i i really enjoyed the first episode um i liked it a lot i i would I thought I was going to be like you joining you in that classroom while everyone else was outside loving it. I uh, actually said to the guy I went with as we were walking towards the cinema, um, I got this sort of nervous feeling. I said, cause I never, I didn't feel this is going to be aimed at me because it's, you know, everyone is very young. They're all good looking. You know what I mean? It's, I just thought this is for the cool kids. This isn't aimed at me. Old school dot who fan. Mm-hmm. And as we walked towards cinema, I said, I'm feeling like I'm going to, people are going to be looking at me thinking, what's this old geezer doing here? Is this bold chap at the end of the queue? What's he doing with us cool kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I genuinely felt like that. I just, as we were getting there, I thought, I, I, this is just, this is not going to be for me. Um, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm pleased to say after watching it, I didn't feel like that. I actually did enjoy it. Um, and as I said, it was a lot more adult than I thought. Um, but I, I had to watch it again because obviously I got very wrapped up within the evening and you know sometimes when you're in that environment you, you get carried away and wrapped, yes. you know carried along with the euphoria of thinking oh it's the best thing i've ever seen because you're there so i had to come home and rewatch it just to see because i remember going to see let's kill hitler premiere thinking oh that was a great episode because <laughs> you know there's all the cheering and you just get caught up in it and then coming home and thinking blimey what a dreadful episode you know <laughs> so i had to reevaluate it and come back and watch it um episode one i i still really enjoyed i, I like right. the way it, it built up um I, would, I i will agree with you about capaldi though it's the one thing that i felt when i first watched it that i i still felt when i watched it again um was that a he felt totally shoehorned in B, I didn't like the way he was written at all. Uh, the guy I went with said he was written like uh, Ten's Doctor, and having rewatched it, I totally see what he means. Right. Um, I didn't really like his performance, although I didn't think he was bad. I think maybe it's down to the writing. And um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't like the resolution. I didn't. I just hated the way the Doctor just came in, waved the Sonic around, turned up the lights, and the and the villain, which I thought was quite a good villain the shadowkin was deleted i thought it just totally didn't need him 
totally took away any sort of um, excitement that had been built up. So yeah, I will agree with you. I did not like Capaldi in it. I was, I was like initially pleased to see the Doctor because we haven't seen him for a while now. So I was like, yay, it's the Doctor. Yeah. But I, yeah, I felt like. I felt he was just shoehorned to the episode. I didn't like it at all. Really didn't like the way he was written. Yeah. I, I, for me, his performance was great. I really liked seeing really? him on no. screen again. I, I really enjoyed seeing him, you know, back on screen. But I just felt like this is what I think I agree with Patrick Ness on this because I think some a lot of people were quizzing him a couple of weeks ago about are there going to be more cameos? Mm. And, he, and he basically said cameos are like... Um, the uh, men's uh, uh, a male organ um <laughs> not an organ a male thing and um and he's not a fan of them and i can totally see why and they have to be a bit careful with this because they are two very very different programs very and yeah. it, it's even a step i would say it's a step further than what torchwood brought in terms of adult content mm-hmm. yeah um, and it just didn't fit to me um, although they're set in the same universe and that's all great, just the Doctor being in that environment felt completely out of place to me. It was like um, it was like being at um, it was like being at a heavy metal concert and seeing a ten year old in the mosh pit going mad. Mm. You know that's what it felt like. It's like why it, it just didn't gel to me at all. And like you say, it was a the way that he was written, like I said, I liked his performance. Like he acts it, you know, absolutely brilliantly like he normally does. But the way that which he just turned up, like you say, you know, insulted them all, waved his sonic and then buggered off. Yeah. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like the doctor. I mean, it's weird because it feels like the doctor that we reviewed in kill the moon. He, mm. You know, that kind of, um, very, um, unemotionally, disconnect you know emotionally disconnected from them and quite brash and quite harsh but then the doctor that we've seen all through series nine this is again this is this is what we've said the bbc cannot write him consistently yeah you know he's up and it's all over the place but that ruined that ruined it for me that the last bit because we didn't need him in it I don't think we needed him in it. I mean, I, I totally understand why they thought they needed him in it. Yeah. They thought they needed him in to bring to bring the audience with it. Um, but as it turns out, they, they didn't. Because I think the characters that have been written, yes, they may be a bit cliche, but I think they're strong enough to, to carry the series um, on its own. It didn't need the Doctor at all. And I just kept thinking about what we were talking about on the last podcast with the Doctor, the way he was written. Because I was hoping it would make me looking forward to him more in the special seeing him again, I thought, Oh, you know, it'd be like a little bit of excitement to see the doctor again. I'll be looking forward to series 10, seeing more of him. I actually wasn't. I was just like, he's just back to this bumbling wise cracking doctor that I don't like. I, I like the series eight strong doctor from, you know, f- from mummy and the Old express the suave doctor. I don't like this sort of hunched over. I almost feel like he's turning into Peter cushions doctor. Um, and I just, I just didn't like him in it. I really didn't. And I felt sort of, yeah, I just could wait for him to go. I was just like, yeah, leave him to it. We don't, we don't need you go and do your own thing. But I do get what you're saying about the tone because I think they've almost tried to be a little bit too adult, um, with it. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm showing my age because I think a lot of the stuff that I, I was saying this to my mum actually yesterday because she's a teacher. We we're talking about this, about does it fit into the Doctor universe? Is it, you know, like you said, I think there is quite a big gap between the two, which I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting. Yeah. Um, I think it is qu- quite out of its own. I think it's going to, well, we'll get on to episode two in just a minute. And I think we're definitely going down that that route i think maybe they've just gone just a touch too far but i get the feeling a lot of people out there younger people will disagree me because they seem to lap all that stuff up these days so maybe that's just just me but i do know what you mean about that yeah yeah but episode one i mean overall i thought it was uh, a decent enough um kind of setup if you like introducing us you know quite lightly to the characters there wasn't a huge amount of backstory for each of them it was just you know they're in this situation um and uh, i assume that as we go through this first series we're going to get an insight into each one of them because episode two was mainly about um um ram that's right yeah, you know? yeah. so i'm assuming based off of that that as we go through the other some of the other episodes will focus more on the other ones because i think when i watched the next time trailer um at the end of this one there was a scene where um what's uh what's her name uh her mum's like really hard on her she has to sneak out and she's she gets scared of her mum oh um and a vivian's her real name her character is uh tanya tanya sorry that's it yeah um there was a a a bit where she sees her dad i think but he died of Mm. a heart attack so i think you know we might be venturing into her a bit about her and so on so i quite like that i quite like that it's a good um sort of character story where we've seen you know, it's not all about space and aliens and, you know, because we thought that based on some of the the images, it was going to be very much about, you know, pew, 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 you know, like uh, ray guns and stuff like that. So I like mm. it's very, I like that it's quite um, uh, human in that aspect. It's very character driven, which is cool. Um, but yeah, what do, you, what do you reckon to the story? What episode two? I wasn't. I seem to be in the minority. Talk about episode one still. Oh, episode one. The story, Um, like setting up the characters quite lightly. We didn't get too much backstory, and then like, you know, after the first uh, first half, it was quite action packed with the Mm. uh, Shadow King and all those guys. And yeah, no, I I thought it was. I thought it was built well, actually, because I thought it introduces, like you said, to the character. You got the characters very, very quickly. Um, You know, they were written, perhaps a little bit cliche, but you you got to know them almost instantly, um, which I kind of liked because it needed that. And I I thought the episode built quite well in terms of the action. Um, I think that's why I was disappointed how easily they were killed. But, well, actually, they weren't, were they? They were kind of forced back into the... (laughs) Because we're, we're clearly they're going to come back. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what I did like, because I was expecting it to just be about, you know, teachers and school kids and all that. What I did like was that um, it turned out quite early on that two of them are actually aliens that the Doctor saved and brought to the Earth to yes. get away from these guys. Now, that, mm-hmm. see, I wasn't expecting that. I, that's, that I instantly liked because, you know, that gave the series a, another edge. Um, and I really quite liked um, Miss Quill because she's very deadpan. I liked all the sort of banter between her and the Doctor. It was about the, the you know, I thought there was some good chemistry there between those two, even though it was pretty short. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I liked, liked the element. Um, in terms of the characters themselves, did you sort of... I, I quite warmed to Miss Quill in, a, in terms <laughs> of I thought she was quite fun. The Prince guy seems a bit... I'm not sure about him yet. Um, but was Quill? there a... Miss Quill, yeah. Miss Quill's the, the teacher. What's his name? His name is... 
is Charlie, isn't Charlie, it? Charlie, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then you've got Faddy as Ram and uh, April. Was there anyone you, you sort of like... Because a lot of people seem to warm towards April because she's this quite pretty but doesn't know it and, you know, she's got all these issues going on. So a lot of the younger <laughs> ones seem to warm towards her. But was there anybody that you particularly liked? Did you like Miss Quill? Um, not particularly. Really? Oh, I thought she was quite funny, especially in episode two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that I really liked any of them. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Cause but, I quite like grids quite like them quite quickly. I thought, yeah, I like this little group, but um, you, you didn't warm to them. No, not really. Um, oh. I, I thought that Miss, yeah, I thought she was a, okay. She's definitely better in episode two. Yeah. I loved all the stuff with the robot. Yeah. That. I thought that was quite funny. Um, and I, I quite like how her character's written as a bit of a, as a bit of a loose cannon, you know, and she's mm. not afraid to get into a, into a tear up, you know, at the drop of a hat, even in front of students and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, she's quite cool in that respect. Um, but yeah, I mean, the rest of them, like I said, before this went out, they seem too generic to me. They are a little bit, but like you said, I think each episode is going to focus more on hmm. one. So we might get to know them. I'm really hoping by the end of the series, we'll, you know, we'll have got a lot more backstory for them. So I think hopefully they'll they'll yeah. pad them out a bit. Yeah, yeah. And the Shadowkin, I thought they were they were pretty good. Quite a good first first round the block monster, if you like. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite an interesting setup as well. Although very predictable um, is the fact yeah. that April now shares a, a heart with the, the Shadowkin King. Um, so you can tell that, um, the series one finale or the series one mid finale, whatever it's going to be, will, will be them coming back and she's, you know, there's going to be a, something going on with that. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that they're, they're working that in. I was wondering if there's some sort of connection there cause she loses her heart Ram loses his leg. I'm still not sure how he was stood up at the end of the scene where he's throwing the chair. At the scene. I'm thinking, <laughs> how's, what's, how's he standing up? Um, so, yeah, I'm wondering, is someone going to lose a, an arm next week? Or is this going to be is somebody going to come in in the last episode made up of all these different parts? You know, mm. I don't, don't quite know what's going on there, especially a Ram's leg. What's that about? What, yeah, I mean, I, it was quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, in mm. series two, when Tanya's trying to make him feel a lot better about because he's very down in the dumps, isn't he? Um, oh, yeah. And uh, she says to him that, you know, it's not all bad. You managed to save April and you did it all on one leg. So I think they got around <laughs> it by saying that he was maybe hopping or just, you know, up on uh, one leg. Whatever. I wasn't convinced about that, but yeah, yeah okay. But episode one, um, f- uh, for me, uh, we're not, we're not going to give this like proper scores and stuff, are we? But I would say that if we had to, I'd probably give it a, f- a f- five. Okay, a well, four, a four or a five, maybe, yeah, something like that. I I have actually written a score. Oh, you have. Uh, All right, <laughs> I have. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I didn't know if we would or not, but but yeah, I, well, I liked it more. I I quite enjoyed it, apart from Capaldi. I mean, he wasn't by like you said by no means bad in it, but I just didn't it didn't need him. Um, so I'll give it a seven point five. Okay. I, I thought it was yep. quite quite decent as an introductory episode. Thought it did what it needed to do really mm-hmm. and it kept me entertained um i must just mention the theme tune because that took me by surprise because <laughs> i was expecting a sort of torchwood instrumental dark and we got this sort of um the sort of a proper song that i'd expect to see in a like um american drama like a kid's you know teenage show so i was a bit taken aback by that first i think it's growing on me but it it did jar with me the first time it started playing i was like what what's this 
because um, it reminds me of like One Tree Hill or something like that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. all. Yeah, but it's it's. I'm not sure. What do you, what do you reckon to the theme? Uh, it's okay. It's pretty good. Do you like it? It's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was it's ex- in your head. I was expecting yeah. a Dawson's Creek. Uh, yes, yes, kind of it, yeah. Thing, but yeah, no, it's quite it's quite funky actually. It's all right. You can tell it sets the tone for the um for the for the hip kids. Yeah. Of today. It just took me by surprise. It was not what I was expecting, but that's that's a good thing, actually, I think. Yeah. 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 So what about the second ep then? Coach with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> um, People seem to like this more, but I, I'm i in the minority. I didn't like <laughs> it as much. I still thought it was quite good. I just found it a bit... I thought it built really, really well and then had a really weak right. resolution. And I was just like, when, when they just basically shooed the dragon away, I was like, is that it? After all that yeah build up and all that action and yeah so i wasn't as keen on this one what about you yeah i found this one actually worse than episode one. Oh, uh, really because yeah a lot of yeah. people seem to prefer this one i think it's just because it's like the first time they're they're sort of doing their own thing yeah but yeah no I'm, i didn't think it was all that yeah mm. the, the only the only up for me was um seeing a bit more sort of humor from miss quill Mm. that was quite good she was quite good in it. i thought that um um some of the character progression with ram was was quite good yeah well um, his dad yes yeah, and you yeah, know trying like to get that. his leg working and stuff because he's obviously very bad at football now and i like the fact he told his dad because i just thought he's going to keep this it would just be something that's not mentioned it'll always be covered up but i like the fact that he just said his dad look this is you know this is it this is what's happened in this I mean, I was thinking his dad's kind of like, seriously, really? What's going on? <laughs> but then again, if you look at his leg with all these components moving about it, you've got really no choice but to believe it, I think. Yeah, uh, that's one thing that I wasn't... Well, yeah. essentially for me, the, I found this episode quite boring, if I'm honest. I found it quite repetitive because... It was repetitive, all yeah. it, all, Essentially, the episode boiled down to Ram constantly going back to Coach Dawson and saying, I can do better. And the coach mm. saying, "No, you can't go away." So we—that's the—that's the essence of this episode, and that happens like four times, I think, yeah, throughout the episode. And then at the end, you know, we—I mean, it's quite—I just found it really boring because we knew that his tattoo was involved. Yeah, we were just waiting at the end to find out exactly how. And then it was such a, a letdown at the end where the, the, end the was, other dragon yeah. came through, and we, I thought we were going to have a big tear up between two dragons or the coach Dawson was going to morph into a big dragon like thing. And it was going to be, a, but no, they would, it was just Ram saying, you know, just deal with it. I've had to deal with it. So you deal with it. And then the dragon talks back in bloody English. Yeah. I didn't get that. And you think, oh, like, come what? On, what a cop out. Yeah. And then he just gets mm. shooed. Yeah. Like you said, he just gets shooed back in and that's it. Um, so I, I found this a, a, just very boring to watch this one. Mm. Um, yeah i wasn't so involved in it yeah go on sorry and uh the thing at the end i couldn't buy into the dad's reaction i'm sorry so what basically he's gone through and told his dad about his girlfriend getting murdered by a shadow thing from another dimension and now he's seen like two 20 foot dragons skinning people alive and all that stuff and Mm. then he shows his dad his like his new robotic alien uh appendage and then his dad's just sitting there like yeah. Mm. So a rift in space and time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw one of those last week, son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I walked straight past it. Yeah. 
And then that's it. And I think, come on, I mean, if my son had said to me, I'd be like, I, I, I don't know, I thought I'd be bouncing off the walls going mad. Like, what is yeah. going, you know? So I couldn't buy into that reaction where his dad's yeah. just, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I, All right, son, no, yeah, you're dealing with that, are you? Okay. I, I agree with you. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a bit bit strange. I, th- I thought the episode started quite well, um, you know, uh, much darker in tone mm. to episode one. Um, but I, yeah, I just felt it totally lost its way. And like you said, it did get very repetitive. Um, I felt it was going down the Torchwood route of where, you know, I think when Torchwood started, they were trying so hard to be adults. So we were throwing in bad language, nudity, lots of blood. And I thought, yeah, you know, you you should have learned that we don't, it's sometimes it's better not, it's what you don't see that's actually more frightening. So I felt they were trying a little bit too hard with the, blood and guts and gore they look good uh, the effects look good they did look good yeah. yes they did look good but it's just it, yeah it wasn't for me and again i know that i know that there's a lot of people that love all that stuff um but yeah it was, it was a bit too much for me especially when poor old mr armitage got oh, it yeah because uh, i was quite sh- I, I will say um although i found it shocking i was like well at least they've managed to shock me because they've just killed off a character a ma- you know a fairly major character he's like been in doctor who and so i was like well kudos for them for actually going through and killing it yeah i was uh, killing him sorry i mean yeah one, so, one of the things that i had in my head after i watched that is i just had the moth and patrick ness in a room and the moth saying you can't kill anyone off yeah and the, and patrick ness going well i can and the moth's gone, but look what I did with Clara. And that yeah. works out brilliantly. And Patrick Ness going, yeah, I think I've got this one, mate. Yeah. Just leave this to me. I think, yeah, my view is very different to your views on not killing people off. Um, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad in a way that they took that step to do it. Yes. Because in Doctor Who, ever since Adric, pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. they've just not had the balls, you know, to have somebody killed off as sad as it is sometimes it's necessary and i think that that's one thing that's very cool about this is that they're not afraid to take not the not one of the main characters but you know a a character that's been in doctor who a few times as well Mm -hmm. and kill him off quite horrifically as well it was pretty horrific yeah yeah Yeah, because he's yeah and do you know what's weird is um do you remember when we met up and i said to you oh i've just seen an actor was walked past me and I didn't yes. know. I, so I recognized yep. him, couldn't think who he was. Said so sort of chubby guy, definitely seen him in something, but I can't remember. So I, so I couldn't call after him because I couldn't remember his name. It was him, yeah. Because I remember it, you said he's been in who yeah. you said he's I been said, in. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was in Doctor Who, but I couldn't, I couldn't remember his yeah. name, so I, I just let him walk past. Yeah, it's him. What is his name? I still don't know. I couldn't have shouted Mr. Armitage, but um, <laughs> Mr. Armitage. yeah, it was him. So that was really weird when he popped up on screen. I was always like, oh, I needed you next to me to go, oh that's him that's the man that's the guy <laughs> you know, but um but yeah it was it was great they just yeah like you said they took that risk part of me sat there thinking because we're so used to people coming back i was like no surely they're not actually he's yeah. gonna pop back up at the end or something he'll come back through the portal or but no you saw the body flesh being dragged off and that is it he's gone so yeah. i like that because it means you know no one's safe you know that this is not Stephen moffat they're, hopefully anyway they're not going to be coming back at the end of the series and 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 all that sort of nonsense so that again was a was a positive i thought yeah nigel betts is the the actor's name that's it if i ever see him in so again i'll be like oh nigel nigel don't look round. um so yeah episode two you know it's it's gone backwards a little bit for me from episode one Mm -hmm. um 
And now I think, I, do you know, my, my overall feeling on class is I think that series two is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that once, now here's my other thing as well. I think this has got two series in it. I think overall. I think I know why you're saying that because I'm looking at my notes and I think I know where, where you're coming from. Go, go on. Yeah. I, I think that overall, this is only ever going to be two lots of, a, a two series thing. Mm. I, are you saying that because it's of the setting? Because one thing I'm in my notes, I can't quite get my head around is because they've set it in this school, it's very contained. So every week an aliens or something is going to invade a school, but that, you know, you can only do that so many times before you're like, yep, another alien coming this week to the school. Do you know what I mean? Because they've set it at the school where I'm wondering how far they can go with it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, because like with Torchwood, you know, they, yes, they were based at the Torchwood hub, mm-hmm. but it wasn't set there. So they could go anywhere and anything could happen. This one, it seems every week, something different coming through the portal to invade the school. So, you know what I mean? How, how long before that gets boring or where are they going to, you know, I, I'm just intrigued to see how they're going to carry yeah. that on for longer than like you said, too serious. Cause they're going to have to do something. You can't just have, the school being invaded every week that'll just get so boring yeah and also the actors already look five or six years older than what they should be oh in sixth yes. form college do you know what i mean so another year later they're already going to be looking like in their mid-20s at least because they they're pushing that now didn't didn't somebody remark about that didn't one of the characters say in it something about her age and She's like, don't mention it or something. So I, I wasn't sure what, what that was about. But, oh, but yeah, they're already starting to look a bit <laughs> yeah. too old to be there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, and also because this is, um, maybe this hasn't got anything to do with it, I'm not sure, but I think it's going to be very difficult to to somehow measure how successful this is because it's not on digital TV or any. It, oh. It's only online, um, you know. So that's quite difficult because, you know, you can measure like how many people have, clicked and clicked play and stuff like that but you haven't got as much data as you you have like you know a normal tv program so Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be a bit more difficult to measure how how well it's doing maybe like the dvd and blu-ray sales and so on but um i've just i've just got this feeling i don't know why i've just got this feeling that it's only ever going to go for two series i think you're right you definitely got a point about the age thing there and they must have thought about that when they come up with the concept so unless they bring in you know, like a new set of characters. <laughs> the new for recruits. Series three. It's new be recruits, like Police um, Academy in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I see what you mean with that. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm intrigued to watch next week. So that's one thing we'll say about it. it definitely left me wanting more. Even even after episode two, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not as good, but I'm looking forward to episode three to see because that looked quite good from the trailer. I thought with these vines coming out or whatever was going on there so it, it left me wanting more which is is a good thing you know i didn't think didn't think it was perfect by any means but it it yeah. definitely was enough to to draw me in uh what about you because I, as i said i know you're not so keen on it you 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 still intrigued to see the next one or are you literally just going to be watching it because we've got to review it <laughs> or i'll go into it um no i am quite intrigued i mean it looks very good. much um sort of invasion of the body snatchers yeah vibe going yeah. on with this one um to be honest with you, I'm mostly intrigued because I want to find out a bit more about each character, which is one of the the plus points about episode two was what we, you know, we got to see a bit more about Ram and 
what is going mm. on within at the moment. So um, as a program and, you know, as a, as a concept, I'm not really too fussed about, you know, I'm not dying to tune in, you know, for that, but I am interested, should I say. I w- yeah. See, I'm quite excited. I wonder if it's because we haven't got Doctor Who on and it's filling, filling yeah. the gap for me because I am quite excited to have something to watch next week, I have to be honest. And the main thing that's pulling me in is the end of episode one. We got a really reminded me of something from an old 70s sci-fi, which, which I really loved. Was we got that strange shot of um, uh, Charlie's face in like a cube and then all these stars around him. It's <laughs> oh, slowly Because yeah. dr- yeah. I was like, so we're in another world here or we're in the cabinet. Or so. so I was really intrigued with what's going on there. I'm assuming that's going to roll out as the weeks go on. Um, so mm. that pulled me in because I was thinking, okay, I li- I'm liking this. Another world in a cabinet or whatever. Yeah, I'd li- like to know more about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. I hope it I hope it keeps up at least this standard um, because if it does, I will think it's a fairly decent. I wouldn't – It's yeah, it's still not amazing. It's not, it's not something I'm, you know, biting at the nail to watch, but it's definitely of a good standard, certainly better than I was expecting. So, right. yeah, cool. I'm looking forward to next week's, yeah. Okay. Um, and what would you give um, episode two then? Um, I'd give it a six out of ten. Oh, okay, I'd give it a four, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you were four and five, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, sorry, five and four. Yeah, so episode three, um, Night Visiting. Um, that is out online on the 29th, so Saturday. Saturday. No, Sunday. Sunday? And is it, how many episodes are they doing? Eight. Eight altogether, yeah. Right, okay. So that's not, yeah, it's going to fly by, isn't it? Not bad. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, overall, hmm. Overall, you're liking it, mate, which is cool. Overall. Well, so far, yeah. Overall, I'm, I don't mind it. <laughs> you, 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 I've sort of moved forward. I've got off the fence. You have, yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of strolling with the cool kids. And you're kind of just sat on the fence now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, nibbling now at I've my got sandwich. Off and warmed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nibbling at my sandwich, watching all you guys play football. <laughs> Wishing I was that good. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, we will continue to do these reviews for class. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool. And um, you know, if you, we're not going to do the whole send us your thoughts and all that stuff because um, we just got stuff. It's a busy show already. Yeah, and also yeah. we kind of got we get the vibe, doesn't it? Look, you've only got to look on Twitter to get a, a yeah. rough gauge of what people thought of it. So yeah, yeah, we know what you're thinking. However, if you want to send us your thoughts, then please do so. Yeah, still interested to see what you thought. Um, right, shall we crack on with our uh, classic review of Doctor Who? That's what we're here for. That's Let's what we're do here it. For. So yeah. um, get your soup and salad ready, mate. What is it this week? <laughs> get those croutons out. Right, it's um, well, it's the second Doctor story. Um, it is, of course, the Crotons. This is a warning. This is a warning. What is happening here? Where has that girl gone? The Crotons. They've sent her to join the Crotons. This is a warning. We only know what the Crotons tell us. We don't think. We obey. Why do we take their orders? We don't even know if they exist. Hello? Hello? No one defies the Crotons. Anybody there? The guns are conditioned to obey. Complete obedience is the Crotons' first command, and if we fail to obey, they'll destroy you, I see. Crotons cannot die. Press the button! All right, there's no need to shout. Now go away and don't fuss me. Now come back, what's this? It's all right, I know. We've been slaves for a thousand years. Destroy the TARDIS machine. Do you think you can free us in one day? Do not move. Oh, my giddy Smash them! Doctor, what about Jamie? Jamie? Uh, uh. 
is not a hybrid. It is a primitive. Then the power will kill it. Wowzers. Jumping gobstoppers. What a... Jumping <laughs> what a, I love that line. Wow, that, I forgot there's so much shouting in this, isn't there? There's loads. And that booming voice, my goodness yeah. me. Rightio then, the Crotons. Crotons. Um, released back in 1969. Uh, no, released in uh, December, actually. Uh, December, around Christmas, 1968. Oh. Uh, it's a four-parter. and went on until uh, sort of mid-Jan. 1969. Yeah, they didn't do Christmas specials back then, did they? No, they just put them on. You might get Hartnell coming up to you with a glass of sherry at some point. I can't remember. <laughs> Which, there is an episode where he does that, isn't there? There is. I think. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Patrick Troughton, as the Doctor. Uh, written by Robert Holmes, his first story, in fact, mm. for Doctor Who, uh, overseen by uh, Terence Dix. Um, uh, wow, well, you can see why he's got a walking stick now, can't you? Because mm, he was sort of in a full swing here back in 1969. Um, Definitely. And directed by David Maloney. Uh, story is relatively simple. Um, there's a planet um, which uh, has got these humanoid uh, people on it called the Gons. <laughs> mm. And uh, they've been enslaved by the Crotons, um, which they are seemingly okay with, um, although a couple of them do start to revolt. Uh, the Doctor... Um, and Jamie and so we turn up um, they're not having any of it they're going to try and sort it out a few captures and escapes later and they've disintegrated those crotons into slush mm. um, yeah so that's pretty much it yeah that's it um, first time I've seen this one for the, our review yeah and um, normally um, I'm all over the Trouton ones Mm. I love Troughton as a doctor, and I think he's great in this one. Story-wise, though, especially for Robert Holmes, I thought this one was a bit uh, a bit on the boring side. Mm. What do you reckon? Um, I think it's a... I, I quite enjoy it. It's not up there with the best, although I think, I like you said, I think Troughton's fantastic. Yeah. I, one of the... One of my favourite bits in the whole episode is in the clip you just played where he's like, you know, show me how to do this. No, it's all right, I've got it. Come back, let me, you know, or doing all that. Mm -hmm. Wonderful little scene. Um, so I, I do think it's, I like the actual story itself. I like the right. storyline that Robert Holmes has come up with, but I, I feel, I feel it's so close to being a great Trout story, but it doesn't quite get there. I think the story is good. It doesn't quite translate onto screen as well because it's a nice simple story and there's enough going on but somehow it just doesn't reach the greatness of some of the Troughton episodes um for for whatever reason and it follows the invasion which is you know a classic Troughton so I don't know it yeah it's I do enjoy it though I do do like this one but it's somehow it's just not hitting the top top of the Troughton era it's not got it something's missing yeah. yeah it is a little bit boring at times yeah yeah that's what i feel about it. it's it, it's on the i wouldn't say it's on the cusp of being great it, it's got a bit of work to do in my opinion it's almost there you yeah know, it's it, almost there yeah, yeah it's almost there and it's fortunately um troughton is so great in it he's superb in it yeah, yeah. so when you see you know his performance at any time that he's on the screen it's just fantastic to watch mm. um and it also smacks of, if you've ever had a conversation with anybody that knows about classic Doctor Who, but hasn't really seen too much of it, 
and their only sort of memories of it are things like rubbish props and mm. crappy you know this is one story which sort of really shouts budget you know hardly any money to do any props or sets or anything it's- most of it's black drapes isn't it i was thinking because <laughs> i you know had forgotten because i haven't watched it for a long time i was like actually there's hardly any set here it's just a few <laughs> screens and a black backdrop you yeah know? exactly yeah and some of the pro- i mean the opening scene it's basically like a circular little door thing that a guy's putting his hand in to get something oh, out. That, yeah, yeah. And you can tell it's two people underneath either side, but one of them just doesn't do it. So, it, you know, it's like cardboard moving away. Mm. And then the other side waits a few seconds until his arm knocks it. It's like, oh, right, I've obviously not opened it far enough. And then <laughs> you can actually like, see one of them at some point. You can actually see one of the guys behind the door. I forget which scene, you know, just opening it. <laughs> yeah, so this, yeah. <laughs> this was... This was Doctor Who earning its money, basically. Definitely. Um, you can tell a mile off. There's just not enough money to do half of what they wanted to do. So like you said, mm. the, the sets are really basic. The props are really bad. Mm. The crotons themselves, although they look you know, quite good for the time, you can tell that it's, you know... The, the crotons look good from the waist up. I think they're, <laughs> I think they're quite an iconic design. For, for back then, I, I love the look of them, but only from the waist up. As soon as you see, thankfully, we only get a couple of shots where we see them, see yeah. they're sort of wobbling along. And uh, yeah, it's almost as if they didn't finish the costume, as if they thought we won't show, you know, we'll only ever see the top half. Don't worry about the bottom. Yeah. Because um, we only much. see a couple of shots of it, don't we? And it's it's just basically a rubber skirt um, on the bottom of them. But I, I quite like the design of them. I think they look quite they look sort of very 50s, 60s Doctor Who monster, but I kind of I quite like that. Um, to yeah. counterbalance the cheapness of the sets, we do get some nice location work. I love, I love the start of episode one where the Doctor and Jamie and Zoe step out of the TARDIS and he's got his umbrella. Oh, and right, they're in the, yeah. they're in, I know it's a quarry. Oh, good old quarry. Yeah, good old quarry. But it's, it's something about seeing like the early Doctors in black and white on location that I just love. I mm-hmm. think it's because they didn't go to location much back then did they so i just love seeing the tardis land on a real location on in black and white who but yeah but yeah i know what you mean about the the crotons they are interesting especially when their heads are spinning <laughs> they go when they're going yeah. mad yeah. yeah and the heads are spinning yeah one, i think i think they tried they absolutely did and one thing that i that i saw a couple of times seeing them on screen is um the the prop guys and the you know the the production guys um just tipping out a huge box of stuff like they do on you know back in the day on blue peter and say make it out of this yeah. <laughs> you know so it's like a bit of old um tumble dryer hose <laughs> you know there's some like some brackets and there's some bits of metal and cardboard and foil and they're like right we need a decent monster a decent robot so here's your here's your stuff you got an hour um Go and buy some silver spray paint if you need. And what's what's the head look like? It's like a lampshade or like an upside down box or something. Metal, yeah, um, and the thing that sort of drip, sort of drooping out the front is like a washing oh, the claw. tumble dryer. It's <laughs> been painted black, and <laughs> you I know, can't look at it in the same way now. And yeah. uh, the other thing on the other side is like a big sort of canister with a um, half of a washing up bottle sprayed on the <laughs> glued onto the end but you know what that's that's one of that's one of the things that makes some of the classic who just amazing to watch 
Yeah. Because You've got to remember there's somebody in that thing, and I bet they couldn't see a thing. Precisely, I yeah. I imagine they couldn't see anything they were doing in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in some respects, because they had to physically build this stuff and physically make it and get it ready for you know, for how it's going to look on screen. In some respects, it can look better than some of the new sort of CGI stuff that we see in, in some of modern Doctor Who where it's so badly done with no budget. You know, especially characters. When we see CG characters especially, you know, they can be so, you know, non-lifelike and, you know, the texture looks really bad and just the way it's been done looks pretty bad. But at least in classic Who... It's actually a physical thing on set that the actors can properly um, sort of interact with and yeah, and do their thing, you know. Yeah, no, um, I agree with that. Yeah, but yeah, the cra- <laughs> they they look ridiculous, but they 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 have a certain charm and they fit in the story. And yeah. what helps? I mean, I think what what makes um, a good classic story, even when there's no money, you know, and it's very cheaply done. What what can just completely remove all that out of your head is if the actors buy into it fully. Mm, which I think they do. I think they do in this one. Mm. I, I really think they do because there's a lot of intense emotion going on in some scenes, a lot of shouting, and they're really into it, you know, yeah. and not just the, the main cast, but like the supporting cast. You know, they're very much into it. And I think that can diffuse all of that stuff about, oh, look, bloody... Washing Tom up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. They are, they, they are into it, and it does. It, it makes you suspend your belief a bit more. I think, especially when Troughton and Zoe are being like tortured and that. Um, you know that that scene, if they hadn't been buying into it as much as they are, would just be laughable, wouldn't it? With this spinning. <laughs> Um, washing up bowl coming down towards them. You just you just laugh normally, but because they're so taking it mm-hmm. so seriously, I think you as the the audience do. Um, just quickly going back to the crotons for a second. One thing where I think was a missed opportunity is they have this thing about we don't see the crotons for a while. They they get talked mm-hmm. about. You know they've come down. They've taken over this planet, and it's all they're kind of kept in the dark for quite a while. So you're expecting a big reveal. And I think it would have been so much better if they had a sort of, because they kind of just blunder onto screen at one point and that's it. Like, oh, there's yep. the Croton. But it, they, they could have made more of that, I think. It could have, there could have been a big reveal of what these things look like. Even, you know, I mean, I'm sure they didn't look that bad back then. So, do you know what I mean, it would have been quite good if they'd have had a, a proper, you know, camera maybe from the floor looking up reveal of these things coming towards you or something. It could have made them much more menacing. But instead, yep. when they do finally get revealed, they kind of just plod onto the screen with this um, tube attached to their chest, and it's uh, it's a bit of a shame, actually. I think they could have been made, if they'd have been shot better, they, they could have been made to look a bit more frightening, you know, um, but they're kind of just shown to be wobbling onto the set. There's almost as if they build up to that, though, because they sort of show the odd claw, and you think, oh, what's this thing then? And then they just show you them fully, and it's like, oh. So, yeah, yeah no, a bit of a missed I, yeah. opportunity there. I think they could have made him a bit more frightening with the direction. No, I read you. I, I think back to um, the Hartnell story, the second one. Um, no, not the second one. What was it? Um, the Daleks. Oh, the Daleks, yeah. That They were shot really well. Most of the um, – when we get to the reveal and we see the Daleks, most of them are shot from, like, lower down upwards. Mm. And it makes so it them like seem powering over you. Yeah, yeah, a lot taller and a lot more menacing and stuff. So, mm. yeah, they could have done, actually. They could have – they could have, These shot could have been shot a lot better. Yeah. 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 Um, 
but we're not privy to. Oh, mind you, I can. Yeah, I was going to say I can hear people screaming at you saying, "Do you know the, what sort of cameras they had back then?" I mean, fair play. Actually, they were probably using great big bulky BBC cameras. They, you know, <laughs> perhaps they couldn't get the shots they wanted, but I do feel they could have had more of a reveal. Yeah. Yeah. No, Roger. Right. Um, a little bit of story then. Um, so, I quite liked. I quite like the concept of. Um, these gons being enslaved by the crotons and mm. just accepting it um, because it's all too easy just to have, you know, uh, a, a race of people being enslaved and they're constantly trying to escape and they're constantly mm. trying to, you know, battle back. But they're seen because they offer up a sacrifice, don't they, essentially? Well, they don't know it. But they offer up somebody who the crotons choose somebody, don't they? Um, they, they choose somebody... Um, who has what well, well, I'm guessing, you know, quite a high IQ. Um, yeah, like the seems. intelligence test. Yeah. yeah. Um and then they get offered up, you know, as um um what do they what do they call it? Um they get offered up as not it's not a sacrifice at all, but you know, the the gons they kind of in the back of their minds they know it is because these people that get offered up, they never see them again, do they? No, um, that's right. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think they they get offered up as um, companions, weirdly enough, <laughs> to the yeah. Crotons. So it's these people that get they go through these tests, don't they? And if they score really highly and they've got quite high IQs, they then get offered up as companions, but then very suspiciously, they're never seen of again. Mm. So it's like I quite a, like that yeah. idea because it's almost like they're thinking, yeah, you know, the most intelligent of us are going, and it is. But basically, they don't know it, but they're actually trying to get rid of the most intelligent. Is is that why? Because I was I was a little bit confused by that to begin with. Pretty they, they much, they sort of want to, yeah, they want to basically just take over the planet, so get rid of all the intelligent people, um, and evaporate them without the others knowing. So they go into this spaceship or whatever and are never seen again, which um, they think they're obviously going on to a better life probably yeah. think oh we're finally going to get to meet the crotons yeah that's it yeah it's <laughs> yeah. yeah i quite like that aspect so it's quite sinister quite, it's quite, quite cre- yeah. yeah um because uh yeah with with the exception of one of the characters who we see very early on who's very not happy about it um you know the rest of them they just like yeah you know this is just what we do you know it's just the way the way it's it the is, way it kind is. Of thing. Mm-hmm. um and uh and it all sort of kicks off from that first scene, really, doesn't it? Because one of the one of the um, the characters who gets offered up quite soon. Um, what's her name? Thara? No. Um, what's her so name? So beginning with V, is Varna? it? Varna. Varna, I think. Um, she gets offered up, and then uh, the guy, I think his name's Thara. Yeah, because I was getting Thara. very confused yep. with the names in this. I have to say, yeah, yep. I've written in my notes, guy with big sideburns. That's <laughs> it, yeah, Tara. He um he goes mad, doesn't he? He's like, no, 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 you know. So he's like the spark, I think. He's like the one that that kicks it all off, isn't he? Yeah. Um, because he's because he's the he's the son, isn't he, of of the Gond people? He's he's the 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 main guy. What's his name? Forgotten his name. Well, I got that's why I said I got really confused who uh, with all of the names in this, which is not good because we're bad with names anyway. But you're talking about the guy that's got the he seems to be the only one that's got a different outfit. He's got yes. like this very uh, leather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he seems to have got a special jacket, um, yeah. and all the others are kind of in these boring old drab. That's it. Beige suits. He's got like blonde um, curlyish hair, sort of. Yeah, uh, I don't Celeris. know what his name. Celeris. Celeris. Yeah. Celeris. Yeah. So his son. Uh, Thara 
he's having none of it. He, he's got half a clue. Because I think he's got a bit of a soft spot for, for Varna. Yeah. By the looks of it. I don't know if they're in a relationship or not. It's never explained, but he's obviously got a soft spot for her. He's having none of it. And uh, and that's what starts it all. And then the doctor turns up shortly after. Um, and then for it, it's pretty much from that point on. So when when Varna, she um, she doesn't actually die, does she? They they no. They manage the to save saves her. her just in time. Yeah, yeah from this gas. That's it. Stuff. Yeah, from the gas. It's from that moment on when she goes through the doors, though. Um, it's that I find the story to be a bit um, a bit slow from that point on, because. It, Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say it is a bit, yeah, because we it's from that point on we get a few really nice little moments, but it, it in between those nice little moments it does drag a bit. Because I was going to say I love the bit when the Doctor saves um, Varna because uh, his umbrella gets wrecked and he's really <laughs> peed off about it. And I was like, you know, lovely little moments like that are enough, just about enough to keep you going. But yeah, it does get a bit, especially when Jamie gets into that fight and we get oh, yet yeah. another sixties. Yep. <laughs> fight that you're just like oh goodness me McCrimmon yeah. you know getting into a fight but yeah it seems like that they they do they do drag a bit don't they yeah um but luckily there are some lovely moments in between to keep it going yeah I think yeah. no you're right and um so yeah some nice little character pieces yeah and but I just found the story from that point to be a bit slow because it's a bit like um because we know as the viewer what's going on we know, obviously, that these people chosen as companions don't go on to to do anything better. They're obviously killed by the Crotons. And it's just waiting for the characters to figure that out and to yeah. and to, to do it, something about it. Um, so we have a lot of... Um, uh, we, we, we should attack the Crotons. We don't need... We know, and the rest of them are like, no, we shouldn't. And then it goes back to the Doctor and... Because Jamie gets captured, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. yeah. And then he goes back to the Doctor and Zoe and they're like, well, we need to sort this out. And then he goes back to the Gons and they're like, we need to attack the Crotons. And they're like, no, we don't. Then he goes back to the Doctor and Zoe. They're trying to figure it all out. Um, so I found that it wasn't enough, you know, to, to keep me interested hmm. in the middle part. I thought the beginning and the end were pretty, were pretty good. You know, the beginning and end were good, but just the middle part of the story um just didn't keep me i did reach my phone a few times and check twitter yeah. and, and stuff yeah. like that but um but yeah it I, I did like i did quite like it though you know from what i did see mm. you know in terms i'm talking about just you know how it was written you know in the story now it, i did quite like it it was quite good but i think like you said earlier on it just needed a bit more a bit more of a push you know a bit more action in there at times a bit more stuff going on yeah, I think there's story. scenes that could have been could have been sort of tightened up. I, I wonder if it's down. I'm not really sure what the, where it falls flat. Actually. I think I think it might might be down to the direction because um, as much as I like uh, it was David Maloney, wasn't it? Um, yeah, David Maloney did directed quite a lot of Doctor Who, and um, yeah, it's just a little bit. I think we said before a bit flat the direction. It could have it could have been more exciting in terms of the Crotons themselves because they got this big booming voice as well, you know, <laughs> um, and there's a bit there's that funny snake thing that they send out. <laughs> oh, that fires is, the gas or the smoke stuff. Yeah. Cause well, yeah. it's the, it's the, it's the ending to one of the episodes, isn't it? Like the doctor falls over f and seems to be rolling around on the floor for <laughs> what feels like forever. 
from this snake thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I like about that is that we then get this strange cube inside the Croton spaceship, which turns around to show the doctor's face on it in this sort of pixelated mm-hmm. view. And I thought, oh, I love stuff like that because that's very much of the era and very sort of um, psychedelic isn't the right word, but do you know what I mean? That's quite interesting. It's very mm-hmm. unusual. Like, what's going on there? Why is this thing? But it's, it's just face rec- recognition, it turns out, so it's nothing that exciting. But, but visually, it works as quite a nice little thing. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I think it seems like that. And there's also the scene where the Croton's trying to find the doctor and zoe on on location it's like yeah. wandering around you get like a pov shot of its gun for quite a long time which is a nice idea but it as i said there's no excitement there there's no danger really yeah so yeah. i think things like that could have could have improved the storyline because you could have had them they don't really seem that scared of it i think zoe's like oh doctor there's something behind you and he's faffing around <laughs> i can't remember what he's doing actually but um and also they he they blow up the tardis and you're like oh TARDIS is gone. Yeah, yeah. It instantly comes back, and it just seems really pointless. <laughs> I think random. you sort of, yeah. yeah, you feel like stuff like that's just literally there to to fill mm-hmm. five minutes. It doesn't actually have any consequence in the story. Because I was thinking, why do they resolve that so quickly? Like they, you know, they could have left that hanging to the end of the episode. Like Doctor the TARDIS, and he's like, and he then could have said, Ah, it's all right, Zoe. You know, we're, I've got the, I flick the switch or whatever he says. You know what I mean? But they just instantly solve it, which I find really bizarre. Mm. It's, it's pointless. No, yeah. 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 Uh, one thing that I, I did quite like about the Crotons um, as a, as a story element was they were, they were always focused on their objective. Mm. So yeah. it's not like on with some monsters um, that we've seen, even like real, you know, uh, famous ones like in a couple of Dalek stories where uh, they sort of delved into you know the Daleks have got like um like a a single a single motive mm. you know and that's it but then we've had a couple of stories where they've we've almost grown to like one of the Daleks and you know they've got a bit of emotional stuff with these they were just continuously you know trying to get done what he needed to do because they captured Jamie didn't they but they just weren't interested in him no, because they weren't um, what they called higher high brains. <laughs> Poor old Jamie. <laughs> old yeah, he's Jamie, like, you're yeah. no use. Yeah, because he's continuously drunk and fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're just not interested in them. So, um, but they're after the Doctor and Zoe because you know they're highly intelligent, they're highly intelligent beings, and they, you know, there's no stopping them. A bit like Terminator, there's no stopping. You know, they're just continuously plodding on, and they'll and they'll get it done. So I quite like that. Is there only supposed to be two Crotons? Yes. Or is there supposed to be a fleet? So it is just the two that have crashed on the spaceship, yeah? Because wow. I, I don't know why. For a minute, I thought they'd dispatch someone. But, but actually, I think it's only the two, isn't it? Because um, I think one of them sort of takes his little tube off and goes after them. I can't, I'm can't. i not sure. No. Because no. before I watched it again, in my head, I was thinking there's supposed to be loads of them, but we only saw a couple. But having rewatched it... I think maybe it's just the two that have crash landed and they're trying to get back. Cause when they go around the little table to try and get the doctor and Zoe to in the, in the end, you know, they're like, put on the headset, we're, we're off, you know, you're going to get us out right. of here. And I was thinking, right. oh, there's a croton, wear that headset. Um, but I was thinking, hmm. yeah, mate, it's only the two of them there. So yeah, it's I, not like a fleet of crotons, well, a, I, you know, a croton <laughs> army. <laughs> I was under the impression that there was a bunch of crotons. Well, that's what I thought. And that's what I thought in my head, but having rewatched it, I'm not sure now. Yeah, I, I was under the impression that there was quite a lot of them, but then mm-hmm. just two newer ones were sort of created 
doing it all while we was watching the, the story unfold. Yeah. Um, Zoe, Zoe's sort of onto it, isn't she? She realizes that um, there's like a big sort of chemical um, reaction going on, isn't there? Because it's all based around sort of organic, like the ship's organic, some of it and, yeah. and all that stuff. And she figures out that um, uh, they've found a way to um, uh, sort of use mental power as well, haven't they? They've sort of channeled that mental energy. Mm. Um, from these high brains and turned it into like pure energy to create more crotons. That's what I th- thought the story was. Yeah, yeah, that that's that does make sense actually. Yeah, but maybe yeah. Well, I could be wrong. Maybe there is just mm. two knocking about. Maybe I, t- I take <laughs> them as like the the two leaders or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. proton leader, <laughs> proton leader. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I mean story wise, it for me it sort of dips down a little bit mm. in the middle and then sort of picks back up again towards the end. It's not all, it's not, don't get me wrong, it's not a bad watch really. It just sort of slows down a bit. Um, it's just great. It's just, you know, thank the Lord that um, that Troughton's just amazing in it all the way through. Mm. He absolutely shines in it, doesn't he? Yeah. All, like you said, all the way through. He's just, when he's on screen, it's it's electric. Because it's one of those stories, it's, um, whenever I put it on, uh, it is, I am mainly watching it for him. I just mm-hmm. love those moments with him. And something like, um, Oh, actually, I was going to say about the Dominators, but I won't because we haven't reviewed Dominators yet, have we? Not yet. No, no. okay. I won't say what I'm going to say. But yeah, it's a, again, sometimes it can be a bit of a, a struggle, I think, um, when he's not on screen. You sort of, like you said, it's sort of check your phone time. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. 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 Um, but he comes out with some cracking lines, though, which we'll, oh. we'll come on to, yeah. Yeah, um, amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, story-wise, not bad. I mean, and then we have the other side of the story where um, we actually have this race, the Gons, and they're... Um, they're sort of very um, reluctant to upset the Crotons, even though they, mm. even though un- unless you're one of these high brains that have been chosen and you go through, it's a bit like stars in their eyes from years ago, do you remember? <laughs> where you sort of get dressed up in the big outfit and then the doors open and you go through and then you don't see them again. <laughs> I knew I'd seen that somewhere before, yeah. <laughs> um, so unless you're one of those people that have ventured through the doors, I don't think any of, any of these people have actually seen the crotons before so a lot of them question whether they actually exist yeah you know right. so um to the other side of it is this and it, it's it's down to the son isn't it um uh Ceres's son uh theory he's like leading the revolution if you like he's like no we have to stand up to the crotons we'll never be free we have to destroy them blah 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 and we've got that whole thing where there's sort of mistrust there and they're not happy with how Ceres is running the place and you know and all that so that that yeah. was like a good sort of pick me up if you like when the story the story slowed down a bit because there's a lot of shouting going on there is yeah there's, especially when they're smashing up all the set and all that <laughs> yeah they're really getting into it they're really going for it yeah um so that was quite good i, I, th- I thought the support cast were, were pretty good yeah on the whole i thought they were there there are times when they go a little bit over over the top but i thought i think it's beta um, I thought was good. He's the guy with the sideburns. Oh, him! Uh, not the yeah. one in the not the one in the fancy jacket. Um, the other one. I thought he was he was pretty good because he seems to be playing it fairly straight and mm-hmm. doing shouting but not going too mad. There was somebody. Um, who was it? Who was going a bit over the top? Um, it might have been Thara. I'm not sure. One of them was a bit OTD. I think he's the is he the one that has? He, he's got a bit of a thing. I think your thing. Yeah, Thara. Yeah, he had a but, bit um, of a thing. Yeah, yeah, but over the, overall, I thought the cast were pretty decent in it. Actually, so they seem to be, like you said, quite into the story 
and, yeah. and doing you know doing their best to sort of make it work so yeah not a bad cast overall yeah there was one guy that was written um quite well and he was like a um he was a bit of a vulture character so he wasn't he wasn't one of these guys that would sort of put himself ahead of anyone he was quite um sort of hiding in the shadows and then when it's all what you know when the situation's all done he sort of pops out as like the great um he was called uh elec played by our friend philip maddock yeah yeah did you notice him i did i did yeah. because i I love philip maddock as an actor um and obviously he pops up in dot two a few times mm-hmm. and and uh he's in one of my favorite stories brain and morbius so yeah it's good to see philip maddock in it he's very much playing the cool, you know, yeah. a bit. He's again playing the sort of character he often does play, that sort of cool, slightly snidey mm-hmm. character. Um, he's good in it. He's not in it as much as I always think he is. I always think he's a more prominent character than he is. Um, but he's yeah, he's quite good at doing that part. I think mm. he, um, he pops up in the War Games, doesn't he? Which is yes, yeah. which is not that long after this. I don't think. No, the War Games was. Um... Ooh, what's um yeah this is serious is this perhaps second so i'm trying to work out where because uh, pat i think had decided to leave at this point so war games can't be that far ahead no, of i this. don't think it is i think it's um that's, that's why they gave him those crazy glasses to make him look a bit different yeah i think it's like three episodes i was like the next one it's a space pirates and then the war games yeah oh is it is it that close yeah it's only three episodes on wow yeah. i didn't realize that i thought it was yeah i thought it was Quite a few. I think, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. it was like the next series. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's interesting that he comes back so so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's quite good, isn't he? I just quite like Philip Maddock as an actor. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's his best part by any means. <laughs> he's much better in, um, well, he's fantastic as as uh, Solon in Brain of Morbius. Oh, he's one good of in f- the war games. But um, but yeah, I'll always think of him as, as Solon, I think. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's good to see him in this. Just it would have been nice if he'd done a bit more rather than lurking around so much, throwing in the odd snidey remark. <laughs> yeah. We love brain and Morbius. Um, oh, and yeah, I, I quite liked his character cause he's very self-assured and quite, yeah. Uh, he, he just assumes he's going to take over, doesn't he? As yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but then when they all sort of downvote him and they prefer Thyra, it's like very no, the nose is very much out of, out of place there. Yeah. Um, so we're actually talking about cast. I want to carry on talking about some of the other cast members. Um, uh, Selris, um, the the current leader of the Gons, I thought he was okay. It's a nice sacrifice at the end when he throws the Doctor the bottle of of acid that he can use on the Crotons, and then he gets, you know, gets uh, gassed. Yeah, he's yeah. not too bad. He, there is something about him. He does almost feel like he's right on the edge of remembering his lines <laughs> at some point. Because obviously a lot of it was filmed pretty much as live back then, wasn't it? So yes. you can almost feel the tension when he, he every now and again sort of fluffs the line, but he just about gets away with it. So every time I see him, I feel he's right on the edge of, of getting his lines right. But he's mm-hmm. he's not too bad, actually, in his performance. He's He he suits the part, yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's got a lovely jacket. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Compared to the rest, I bet the rest of the cast are a bit envious of that jacket. But but um, no, he's all right. He's not too bad at all. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Um, the other cast members. Now I'm going to struggle to so am I to, to think yeah. about them much in the story because they all play quite fairly small parts. But I think we've spoken about the main ones. Um, oh, Varna. So she actually survives, doesn't she? Yes, she um, does. Yeah. Madeline Mills. Yeah, she survives right till the end, and she's sort of there with Thar at the end, and it's all quite happy and. Um, because um, they sort of assume the Doctor's going to hang around. 
Um, but they do the off quite silently, don't they? They just sort of mm-hmm. slip away. Um, but Thara's quite happy with that. He's like, no, we have to sort of make our own sort of judgment. Stand on our own two feet. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's time mm-hmm. to cut the apron strings and we have to rebuild, you know? So that was quite good. Yeah, she's all right. She's quite glamorous, isn't she? I'll I'll put money on it that, that Fraser <laughs> Hines asked her for a drink after wrapping film with this, <laughs> the, 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 the devil. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, but yeah, she's she's good, I think, if, in what she does. Again, yeah. she doesn't get many lines, but she's she's well, all right. She's unconscious for a lot of it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's pretty good. She has got that glamorous sort of 60s actress look, hasn't she? Definitely. Um, yeah. And the other cast members, I don't think there's much to talk about because they're all just quite small little mm. bits and lines here and there before we get on to the main cast um i just want to talk about the voice of the crotons what zippy <laughs> um roy skelton roy skelton yeah um yeah and patrick tull um there was one one of our uh, listeners actually one of our new listeners um in fact sent in a uh one of his reviews and when he just dis- the way that he described the voice of the crotons is exactly how i how I thought when I was watching it at the time. And he said that they speak in a bizarre Cockney accented adenoid fashion. Yeah. (laughs) And that is exactly how I thought that they were talking when I was watching it, because (laughs) it's not like, um, I don't know, you know, like when you hear Nick Briggs doing a Dalek voice. Yeah. He's not, because he's relying obviously on the voice modulator to do a lot of the work. He's not overly forcing that through. He's sort of acting the part, um, but he knows sort of how a mechanical voice almost would sound, or an organic stroke mechanical voice would sound. Yeah. Whereas the the voice of the crotons on this one, um, it well, it's not like um, you would expect. Put it that way, because when I first heard it, I was laughing so I hard. Bet you were. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, it's not like you know. Um, you know, this is what? What was that famous? The Misterons. Yeah. This is the voice of the Misterons. What did they see in that clip that we played? What did they shout at the beginning? That big booming voice. It's like this is a something. What is it? This is a emergency, or this is or something. You'd expect it to be like this is an, but it's not like this is an emergency. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you will not drain the exhaust. Part of this thing. <laughs> just the way they talk it's just <laughs> ridiculous it yeah. just doesn't I, sound like what a robot would sound like even if even if in some way you thought you thought in your head right i can imagine back in the day they just said don't worry too much because we're going to put some treatment on your voice it's going to sound all robotic and stuff so just do it as you would do it but just the way that they speak especially to the doctor is so funny because he's still playing it very serious. Oh yes. Old Troutman. He's just like yeah. going through it amazingly as he normally does. But these voices are like, we will not be here for too long. <laughs> the exhaust is ready to depart. And you just think, freaking hell. That's really good. It actually does. That's a very good impression. It's it like, does actually sound like him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Could you not find anyone? That's not from, you know, East London. That's not going to make it sound like you're going to get a bag of chips, you know, fish and chips at lunch, on your lunch break and stuff. I don't know. It's not the end of the world, but I've, it's, fu- it's funny more than anything else. Yeah. Did it, you I say, it does add to the, it does add to the charm of them. <laughs> I think it does add to it. Yeah. 
It's it's hilarious. I mean, I'm I, never going to look at this story in the same light <laughs> again. Stars in your eyes, tumble dryers. Yeah, the tumble dryers. It's just cockney. like. Yeah, it's like it sounds that. like it should be on the buses, the crotons on the buses. All right, my love. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah it's, it, you won't watch it. If anyone's listening to this, you never going to watch it again. You won't so, watch it the same way. Same, no. No. Um, and then quickly then, our TARDIS crew. So Zoe and Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so those two, um, fairly on form as usual i would say they don't really yeah. get i mean zoe does more i would say in yeah. the story um she's like the brains of the outfit she is i would say lovely um, interaction with pat isn't it i think in the scene she's in she she's just so good with pat i think well they all are actually but yeah i like the fact she's cleverer than the doctor and she's quite smug about it yes and he's like well yeah. i say cleverer but she She's more clever. She can get. She's yeah, yeah. She's quicker. She's she's more on the ball, should we say? And he yeah, yeah. He, and he knows it. So that's quite funny. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, and she is. She has got a sort of air of confidence about her in this one. Mm. Um, and then Jamie, he just doesn't do much other than get into a tear up and then gets locked up. Yeah, he does. He gets locked up, and he has. He does have a nice little scene with the croton. I mean, he. The Croton, don't I take a long time to notice that Jamin's getting that gun or whatever it is? <laughs> you know, he escapes very easily from the Croton. Yeah. But I'm going to put that more down to direction. Um, yeah, I think Fraser's is quite, quite nice in it. They, yeah. The three of them together, I was going to say, they don't do much in their individual scenes, it's true. Um, but the three of them together are just fantastic. You can so tell that they got on brilliantly off screen because yeah. they just absolutely gel as a, as a TARDIS team don't mm -hmm. they they're a brilliant TARDIS team um the three very of them cool. I think yeah yeah very good um and then uh Troughton, just brilliant as, as usual he's superb as I said I mean this story would just be quite flat without him he's just superb and he's giving everything isn't he mm -hmm. um in terms of his performance he's just wonderful to watch you know, all the stuff for the umbrella, the the lines he, he throws out, you know, the, what was it, jumping gobstoppers or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, the way he goes from serious to comedy, Pat's just brilliant. He it always, even in a story that's maybe a bit subpar, subpar I always want to see more Troughton. Mm -hmm. You know, he just I could just sit through any story if, if he's in it, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's because he's so interesting to watch. You never know it's what fantastic. you're going to get scene by scene. Because like you say, yeah. he goes from like real zany, clown-like to quite serious at times. And yeah. yeah, it's great. He's so good to watch. I know we've said it loads of times before, but you can see where Matt Smith got some of his um, his inspiration from. And, and he's the sort of doctor that, because he pulls all sorts of things out of his pockets, doesn't he? That normally you'd think, what? What does the doctor carry around? What does he have? Um, he's got a bit of mica or something that he opens the door <laughs> with, um, bottles of stuff. And you sort of think any other doctor, you just sort of think, well, that's a bit silly. Like the doctor mm. would be carrying that around with him. But with Pat's doctor, he's such a hobo. And you can just imagine he's got all sorts of <laughs> junk in those, in that jacket pocket, you know, um, and the bow tie with the, pin you know pinned on and yeah. just everything about his doctor is just so wonderful i think um mm -hmm. the umbrella getting singed you know his face and <laughs> I, I wish i could remember the line because he says something really nice oh yeah what is it um um talking about the broadly he's like look at that or yeah, so, you yeah. know the voice the facial expressions it, he's just a fantastic doctor I, I i so want them to find more of his stuff um i would love to see uh i think the wheel in space because that's got a 
classic <laughs> 60s <laughs> robot in it that very often you see pictures of. I think it's Wheel in Space. Oh, am I getting confused? Anyway, yes, I would just love to see more of Pat. We need they need to find more of his missing stories. He's he's brilliant. Yes, they do. Whoever they are. Whoever they are. They need yeah. to go out and find them. Mm. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's gonna do. Um for like is there anything you want to mention? Normally you say something about the music or the sound effects the, or whatever. Funny enough, yeah, the one <laughs> thing I have underlined is the sound effects, because I think I think the sound effects or slash music in this do add to the story. They do. Okay. They create a good foreboding atmosphere to it, I thought. Because yeah. um, like you said, even in the scenes where it's not much going on and it's quite dull, there's some good music from, uh, is it Brian Hodgson? Um, yeah, Who's Brian Hodgson, the, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, funny enough, the last thing I did just underline to remind myself was <laughs> about sound effects. Because I thought the direction was a bit flat, but I thought the sound effects added a nice atmosphere to it yeah not so, too bad yeah but that is that's all i've got to say yes um and if you want to um if you want to check out there's another story with the crotons and they sound a lot better um mm-hmm. I, I checked out a clip earlier um they come back for big finish don't they in yeah return colin of the baker. crotons with baker yeah mm. colin mm. baker sorry i've got that i haven't, haven't listened to it for donkey's years but uh, I seem to remember liking it, but can't remember anything about it, yeah. Yeah, from what I heard, the clip I heard, they don't sound as cockney and, like, they've got colds as much. Mm, I can't remember. They do sound um, a bit yeah. different, yeah. Mm. So, with that, I think we'll move on to scores. Okay, let's do the scores. <laughs> Whose turn is it to go first? Mm. I think it's me. I think it's you. Yes. Uh, you cockney croton. Yeah. I will give this a... I'm going to give this a six. Wow, that's higher than I thought you'd give it. I think I'm going to give this a six, mate. Good. I'm glad, actually. I yeah. thought you were going to go low. Um, six. Good Good score. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it seven, Jamie. A seven. 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 <laughs> I'm going to give it a seven. Okay, cool. Yeah. I quite enjoy it. Yeah, you quite enjoyed it. Mm. Um, why would I? Why did I take stuff? I think I. Ju- I think because it just slows down quite a lot in the middle. And I think if they'd have, it's very easy for us to say, isn't it? But I think if they'd have just put a bit more action in the middle and done this and done that, it's very easy for us to say. It probably would have been impossible back then. But yeah, I just feel like it's doesn't. It, it's almost there, like we it said is. at the beginning. Yeah, it is. It's so close to being. Great, greatness. and I think yeah. it's just good. Yeah. Yes. So six from me, seven from you. What did you guys think? Uh, let's kick off firstly with an audio review. This is our good friend, Mr. Joe Sweeney. Hello again, Adam. Hope you guys are well. The Crontons, in my opinion, it is one of the weakest stories out of the Classic Who era, and it stands out with the, the, the Dominators. This episode, I just found it stale, quite boring, and, and it was hardly not anything much going on and and also it was more of, more of a filler because um they throw an excitement in like the rubble falling on top of the doctor and the chronotons trying to destroy the tardis um but besides that the story just plods along and um, the chronotons was awful again they they didn't do much and and they were too easy defeated and they were just just a big waste 
Um, Patrick Chowdhury did gave a fair performance, um, despite on this was a weaker story. Jamie was was good. He was he was quite handy with the Doctor's adventures, and Zoe was okay. Um, the co-cast were they they were okay as well. Um, overall, um, it's an okay episode, but it was more of um, a filler. So I'll give a score of um, a four out of ten. And I'm just being um, generous, guys. Farewell. Thank you very much, Joe. I like that. I'm going to give you that score just because I'm feeling generous. There we go. The one show thing there, because I spotted Joe and his his wife on the one show. Nice to see you on there, mate. And thanks for the score. Sorry you didn't like the croutons. The croutons, yes. <laughs> um, right. Uh, let's go over to Facebook. Um, we've got a... Uh, a uh, message from a new listener. This is Kevin Mullen. He says, Ah, oh, the Crotons. Uh, quintessential mundane Doctor Who and yet strangely watchable in a sadomasochistic way. Uh, the Crotons themselves speak in a bizarre Cockney-accented adenoidal fashion, uh, which I totally agree with, Kevin, uh, that is both ludicrous and yet utterly terrifying at the same time. Uh, actually, no, I'm only messing. They're just ludicrous. Uh, is this a classic? Of course not. Do I enjoy it? Yes. But then again, I love... And I mean, I seriously love the Rings of Akaten. Oh. Uh, and he gives this a six out of ten. What was the chat's name? Kevin? Kevin Mullen, yeah. Oh, Kevin, I was so with you till the end there. I was just about to say, Kevin summed it up perfectly. It's mundane, but highly watchable. Um, I'm going to just skate over the Rings of Akaten thing. But thanks, Kevin. That's I do agree with a lot of what you said there. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Kevin. And welcome aboard the TARDIS. Nearly yeah. Uh, right. Um, over on the... Uh, yes, we're already on Facebook, aren't we? Already on Facebook. Sammy Tassine says, uh, the second Doctor, Jamie and Zoe, end up on a planet with the gongs uh, who are being controlled by the Crotons. Uh, the Crotons set up a test and their brightest students are chosen before being killed. Uh, but the Doctor dissolves them with sulfuric acid, something I am certain Strax would love. You would. That's a good point. Uh, story is good. I like how the Crotons are built up. To me, though, they are just more robots. Uh, the resolution is quite severe for the Doctor, melting them with acid. Nice to see Jamie mm. and Zoe again, though. Six out of ten. Okay, yeah, good stuff. Charlie Turner. Hello there. I'm taking a break from commenting my thoughts this week, um, but could you do me a favour and wish me a happy birthday on the podcast? Of course. Happy birthday, Charlie. Happy but Oh, no, <laughs> he doesn't want any singing. There's no singing, I'm afraid. No. Right. <clears throat> well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, indeed. Happy, I can't, yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> uh, next audio clip, this is Owen Daly. Hi, Gary and Adam. Hope you're both well and enjoying the show this week. So, The Crotons. This is Robert Holmes' first script, and I have to say, Robert Holmes is my favourite Doctor Who writer of all times. He's produced many classics like The Deadly Assassin, Mysterious Planet, uh, Talons of Chang, and Spearhead from Space, just to name a few. And I guess this was early days, so it's not as strong a script as I don't think he had really perfected, perfected his uh, formula yet. Um, when I look back on the story, The Crotons, I always just think this is Zoe's introductory story for some reason. No idea why I think that, but if you were to ask me Zoe's first story, I would snap back to you, The Crotons, without thinking about it. Which is a bit weird, because she's been in the TARDIS for about, I'd say, about five stories by now. Uh, probably more. Um, so I've no idea why I think that. Because uh, obviously it was Wheeling Space that she was in. Uh, this story did drag in places, I must say, mainly in episode two. I'd say, I think episode two was the one. And also I thought uh, the cliffhangers were fairly decent. Nothing standout, uh, nothing memorable, but it was enough to keep me going when I'm watching this on first viewing. So overall, I did enjoy the story. Um, it was a bit 
it was it was average. That's the way I would describe it. So I give it a six out of ten. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Excellent. Cheers for that. Talking of the script, I have a feeling he says obviously Robert Holmes is very well known for writing classic dot two, um, and this was his first story. I I read somewhere that didn't Terence Dix dig this out of a? I think this started off that Robert Holmes just submitted an idea for a story and. Terence Dix like dug it out of an old cabinet and said, "Oh, let's finish this one off." So that might be why it's not his strongest. Oh, Perhaps they might. just said, "Oh, there's a good idea. Let's." Mm. Yeah, don't know where I read that, but I'm pretty sure old Terence was going through a backlog of old scripts, throwing. You can imagine he got you just throwing them out. Get rid of that guy. What's this one? Mm. Yeah, let's do this one. So that might be why. <laughs> that might explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right back on Facebook, uh, Joseph Howarth says, "I'm going to try and remember what I thought about this because I've only seen it once." Um, and that was when I was marathoning the second Doctor's era. Um, he says, The Crotons, I remember the story was bad, but it's not the worst I've seen of the second Doctor as a whole. The Crotons look and sounded laughable as robots and move with the speed of a truck. Um, there was far too many supporting <laughs> characters and all of them uh, bland cliches, and the acting from them is pretty awful. Um, I do need to say anything about the effects. Uh, I'd say The Crotons is not the worst Doctor story I've ever seen, but maybe a bit unremarkable uh, for a lack of a better word. Four out of ten. Yeah. Thanks, Joseph. Fair enough. Brian Dobson. This was the first Pat story I ever saw, so it has some nostalgia. Moody and dark with some good dialogue, if memory serves, and a decent script from who stalwart Robert Holmes. Seven out of ten. Yeah, fair. Fair play. Uh, Lachlan McGowan says, The first story penned by Robert Holmes, and although he is my favourite writer for stories such as Spirit from Space... Blah, 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 blah. The Crotons is nowhere near the status of those stories. Mm. Uh, if you forget about that, though, The Crotons is a decent story. And I just feel that it didn't uh, uh, it didn't translate very well to screen. Still, it's great that it survived the junking. I hope the Space Pirate survived as well. So we could be able to enjoy all of his stories. Six out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Palmer. Um, uh, I have not seen this one. <laughs> but I really oh. must watch it soon so that's no good Lewis come on Lewis crikey Moses Lewis. come on you get that watched right lastly Finn Walsh says um, uh, we're talking about the absolute classic uh, story I really do love this one love the story the atmosphere and the setting could easily be in my top 20 fave who stories just Ooh. really love it the first time uh, probably I'll give this a 10 out of 10 wow goodness me a 10 indeed very nice good stuff yeah Anything on the Geeks Handbag page? Yep, we had a couple on Geeks Handbag. Um, on the Facebook page, uh, Patrick Sherwood said, it's uh, it's okay, not one of the best stories out there, but it is, I think, it's okay. The Crotons are not the best monster in the Doctor Who, but it can I can live with them, and he's going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Cool. Uh, Ash White simply says it's one of his favourites. So, yeah. And finally, Elliot Beasley uh, over on Twitter said, um, The Crotons is undoubtedly one of the weakest Troughton stories. The Crotons themselves are poorly designed, particularly their lower half, which the camera and even the DVD cover are careful to avoid. The story itself is not very exciting. It could be best described as a filler in a season which includes the likes of the war games and the invasion. However, it's not all bad, and there's plenty of things to like. It's one of the only two surviving complete four-part Troughton stories, so if it's relatively quick when viewed in sequence with the other stories around it. There's some good location work in the quarry, which actually looks like an alien planet in black and white, as well as some great chemistry between the Doctor and Zoe. 
Uh, although it is one of the weakest stories of the era, Troughton's performance still manages to hold it up. So he's giving it a 6.25 out of 10. That may be a time fair, I'm not sure. Six, But 6.25. Six and a quarter. Yes, six. It might, yeah, guess, six and a yeah. quarter out of out of ten. So thanks, Elliot. Thanks for for, for messaging in. Nice one. Thank you very much, guys, as always, for your thoughts and feelings on our review episode. Um, next week, uh, we're going forward to uh, the 10th Doctor. What are we doing next week, buddy? Next week, yeah, it's um, werewolves and and things. And mo- <laughs> kung fu monks and... Kung fu... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the older Kung Fu. Um, it's uh, Tooth and Claw next week. Tenth ah. Doctor story, yeah. Yes, this is a hidden one for me. I've not seen this one too many times. This is very early on in Ten's... Isn't this like right at the start of Ten's... Yeah, it's quite early on. Proper series, yeah. Yeah, series Ooh. two, I think. Yeah. Is it the start of series two? It's quite early yeah, on. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it's pretty early on, yeah. Tooth mm. and Claw. Bigger one? Hmm. So I look forward to hearing your thoughts and feelings on that. So look out for the Facebook post and the Twitter stuffs. Yeah. And I think we're going to do that, mate. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us and listening to episode 114. Or 114. Or 114. 11-4. Do in a croton voice. <laughs> do- <laughs> Can't do it now, you put me on the spot. Thank you for listening and for sending in your thoughts and feelings on the crotons. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, um, it's probably one to watch if you're really stuck. And you haven't got much else to watch. But uh, yeah, it's okay. If you haven't seen it, give it a watch. It's worth it just for Trout on the Loan. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely give it a watch. Trout's great in it. Yeah, He's great, yeah. Uh, Next week, Tooth and Claw. Uh, Ah, yes. The Tenth Doctor (laughs) is back. And um, yeah, we haven't... When was the last time we did a Tenth Doctor story? Crikey. That was back in... experiment. The Lazarus, yeah. That was, what, a month ago? Mm. Two months ago, something like that. Uh, So, yes... Uh, we will look forward to your thoughts and feelings on that story. Um, I hope you enjoyed our review of class. We didn't want to go into like massive amounts of of detail. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. We'll do like a four-hour podcast and you'll probably switch off. You, you guys probably switch off after half an hour anyway. So having a, a massive podcast is... Uh, yeah. So, um, But yeah, we'll, we'll give you our review of the, of the next one, uh, episode three. Uh, Night Visiting, I believe it's called. Mm. next week um, but again if you want to send us your thoughts and feelings on class then feel free to do so still interested in what you guys think yeah alright head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.com you can listen to all of our previous episodes there plus you can link off to all the other stuff uh, like Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and you can also subscribe via iTunes and if you are an iTunes listener if you give us a review and a rating that would be amazing because it helps us loads thank you very much also, check out Adam's channel, The Geek's Handbag. Do a search for that on YouTube and Facebook. Mm. Plenty of good stuff there. Very busy at the minute. Very yes. busy with stuff. Very busy. You can see him smooching away with uh, the mothball at the class yep. premiere. <laughs> class premiere vids up. Clarity David will be on the way. Rightio. Until next week, then. My name's Gary. 
My name's Adam. And remember, remember. <laughs> and... <laughs>